0: Well, I'm Pastor Dave, and thank you for being here today. This is an important day. I mean, I think every Sunday is good and important, but especially today as we talk about Rock Hills 101, why we're here. And I hope today that you will feel this is a place or feel like this is a place where you can come as you are, where you can come taste the grace that only God can give, so as we talk about Rock Hills 101, the questions are, okay, why are we here? What is the purpose of this church? What are we trying to accomplish, and how does that affect you? Well, I want to go back and tell you a little bit about my story, because growing up, I didn't go to church that much. And it was around... It was, it's a long story, but around the time I was 10, my family stopped going to church. We would go occasionally. But so for me growing up, I believed there was a God... Um, I I believed in moral absolutes that were rights and wrongs, although it was kind of interesting how subjective I I chose what was right and what was wrong during that period of time. Um, I believed in the Bible, that the Bible was basically true, although I'd never read much of the Bible. And I didn't know really anything about Jesus other than he was a significant religious figure. And so during college, I mean, my pursuit in college was fun, pleasure, partying. Of course, I wanted to get the degree, but that was my main thing. I wanted to have as much fun as I could through college. And I figured I'll finish business school, I'll get my marketing degree, I'll go out and sell stuff and make some money and everything will be okay. But my senior year in the spring, something really interesting happened to me where um, I was starting to interview for jobs, and, you know, I'm like, where am I going in life? I mean, what's my purpose? Why do I exist? I mean, what am I supposed to really do with my life? I'm going to get a job, but it's like, so what? And I was really struggling at that time. I felt like I was in a fog, you know, I was getting my first job, but I had this fog. And, I mean, the fog could have been caused by the amount of alcohol I drank, because in college I drank a lot of alcohol but I was I was coming to a point where it was like is is really is there much purpose or sense in me trying to outdrink my fraternity brothers and I'm like okay I'm getting a job I got to I got to clean some things up I got to get some more clarity and so I get this first job and I'm really pursuing what is my life about and my boss and he became a good friend of mine his name was Phil um mm-hmm. He had faith. He had some clarity on where he was going in his life. And we began talking about that daily. He knew I was searching for faith. And so we talked. And the great thing about Phil was he didn't judge me. He didn't make judgments about where I was. He knew I was struggling. He knew I was trying to figure things out. He showed me grace. And he encouraged me to pursue a relationship with God. And so it was during that summer after college that I found a relationship with God. I made a commitment to follow Jesus and to begin to learn his way of life. Now, um, was I, was everything right in my life? No. I had all kinds of struggles, things that I was trying to figure out. But Phil showed me a path of what that looks like. And you know what? As I started spending time with Phil, I'm like, okay, I need to find a church, and I want to find a church like That, a church that's like Phil, where I can be loved, accepted, encouraged, no matter where I am, no matter what my starting point is. And ultimately, I did find a church like that. And over the years, um, in my experience with the churches, there are some churches that are like that. There are some amazing churches out there. But there are lots of churches that aren't like that. And so a few years ago, a group of us felt a calling to move here to San Antonio to start a church like that, a church where you can come as you are and allow God to meet you there, a church, a community that will love and accept and encourage you right where you are. All right, so I don't know where you're at today. I mean... If if we took a survey, we're probably all across the spectrum of faith. Some of you are here for the first time. Some of you are just beginning to search and try to figure out what's happening in your life and where you're going. Um, you've got questions. You're you're wondering, you know, where where do I get started? You know, some of us have been around for a while and we're still trying to figure stuff out. So you may wonder. You may be wondering a few things this morning. I mean. One, is there a faith community out there? Is this the kind of faith community where I can be loved, accepted, and encouraged? And so you wonder is this a place like that? I mean, does anybody care that I'm here? Will people treat me differently if I reveal the real me? Can I be honest about where I am? You may wonder can I ask questions here? Tough questions heartfelt questions, you know, real stuff, or will people make me feel stupid and talk down to me if I do? And some of you are wondering, can I grow in my faith here? Is this a place where I can be encouraged and stretched? And if so, how? Well, here's our mission statement, the mission state, uh, statement of Rock Hills. And it's not just one of those things that you put uh, out there on the wall and then forget about. It. it really is something that drives us. And we exist so that people can come as they are, it's pretty simple, and become as Jesus is. Or, uh, you know, maybe better, become to live, you know, basically become more like Jesus is, to learn his way of life. And so you ask, okay, what does that mean? Well, I like how Jesse, as he shared some of his stories uh, this morning, he talked about something that he needed to know. And I think all of us, the question is, what do I need to know this morning? And then what do I need to do? Well, let me just kind of lay a a quick groundwork of, of who we are as a church and what we believe. I mean, our church is focused on Jesus Christ as our Lord and leader. We believe that he was and is the son of God, that he came into this world so that we could be brought back into relationship with God. And he came with divine authority. He came with a message from God and he shared it with our world and he's sharing it with us this morning. He came to do for us what we can't do for ourselves. We can't earn our way back. We can't do enough good to... Form a relationship with God. Jesus paid the penalty for your sin, your uh, uh, and my sin, in all of our ways that are contrary to what God desires. And that's not just something for me or for a few. That's for every human being. Jesus came so that we could have a relationship with God. And that's why his life, his death, his resurrection is so central to who we are as a church and understanding what we're about. And then we learn that as we respond to Jesus as the son of God, as the one who can bring us into relationship with God, as we respond to him and as we trust him, we have new life with God. Our relationship gets set right and we begin to walk with him, and we can seek his purpose, and he's going to reveal some stuff to us. So I think it's important for us, as we think about that, to go uh, to some of the words of Jesus. Because Jesus, as he traveled throughout um, Israel, and as he shared this message of restoration, of a new relationship with God, um, he spoke about it in various ways. And on one occasion, he's sharing this message. And some believed and received it, some didn't. That was kind of the nature of his teaching. But here's what he said He said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So, what is Jesus saying? He's saying, Come, come to me. Come as you are. Come if you're weary and burdened. Now that sounds pretty good. That sounds like a pretty inviting message as people calls, as Jesus calls people to respond. And we believe that. It's a central thing for us that Jesus meets each of us right where we are, and he calls us to come and to follow. Now, here's what's difficult. We're, many of us are weary, and we have burdens, and we've got stuff in our lives. And we, we, try, we try hard to carry that baggage, that stuff with us, don't we? And some of us, we're carrying such heavy loads that we're getting crushed. And Jesus says, I want you to drop them. Drop those loads, And we hold so tight to it. It's our stuff. We don't want anybody to know about it or we think we're responsible for it, even though it's crushing us. And Jesus says, let it go. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to carry it. You don't have to figure it out. I want you to drop it. Allow me to take it. I want you to come with me. I mean, think about your own life. I mean, if, if you have a strong faith this morning, it's only happened as you've been willing to drop things, right? Because as we, if we could share our stories, we've all had struggles, and we have stuff in our lives. Some of that stuff has prevented us from getting close to God. We've tried to stay away, and, and, and Jesus says, I know what kind of stuff you have in your life. I just want you to drop it. And so this room is filled with people that have experienced the stuff, Broken relationships, financial problems, anger issues, pride problems, lying habits, eating issues, sexual abuse history. I mean, we all have our struggles. And Jesus says, I want to meet you where you are this morning. You don't have to get cleaned up. I just want you to come. I want you to drop what you're trying to carry. Now this is a powerful message to us because when he talks about receiving his rest, there's a, a the Greek word is um, it's, it's just an amazing picture that it creates because Jesus is saying I want to give you the gift of rest and really the gift of rest is the gift of grace. He said this is this is you stopping to you know trying to make things right on your own. This is you stop, stopping and trusting and just allowing yourself to sit before me and rest in my power and grace. And that's Jesus's message for each of us today that we can come and we can follow and we can believe and we can trust him and eternal life is ours. It's available to us. And if you're wondering about that for the first time if you've got, you know, some questions and Uh, you're interested in taking a step of faith today, please see me after service. I'll I'll be around. I'd love to talk to you about it. But that's not all there is. I mean, there is the first step of faith as we drop our burdens and we say, yes, Jesus, I want to follow you. But there's more than that. It doesn't end with us finding grace. We, be, we just begin the process or the lifestyle of walking in his grace because we have a tendency to try to pick burdens back up. We need to walk with him. We need to grow in his grace, participate in his life, and we have a responsibility or an opportunity to share that life with other people. So if we could go back to the, the text, Matthew 11, Jesus says, I want you to take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Now, that's an interesting image or metaphor because many of us, we're familiar with a yoke, which is you know, basically a bar that connects a couple of oxen or horses or whatever. And that's, a, that's kind of a cool image because when you think about it, you know, two oxen working together can accomplish more than they can on their own. And during that process of getting yoked, um, they have to be broken. They have to be broken of themselves in kind of their own direction, and then they learn how to work together. Now, that's a cool picture, but that's not what Jesus was talking about when he talked about a yoke. See, the Hebrew word for yoke, um, that was something common for the people of Israel because every rabbi, every teacher in Israel had a yoke. And their yoke was their teaching. It was their interpretation of Scripture. And rabbis would take on disciples that would follow their way of life and their teaching. We have a, just a picture of a, this is a book on the subject. Um, there's this, this phrase, walking the dust of your rabbi. And what that meant was you wanted to be so close to your rabbi following his way of life that the dust of his feet were covering you as you followed. And that's what Jesus was talking about. He said, I have a better teaching. And his teaching wasn't like some of the rabbis of his day. Now, they were well-respected and good teachers of God's word. But Jesus, he didn't quote other rabbinic works. He taught with his own authority. That's why the crowds came around him and were blown away by his teaching because he had a new way as he talked about relationship with God. And people were called not just to believe and trust in, but to follow this new way of life. And as they walked with Jesus, as they spent time with Jesus, they experienced a different way of living. What it meant to be in relationship with their father in heaven. How to depend on him each moment of the day. How to understand his purpose and what it meant that he was involved In your life. So that means for us today, as we look to Jesus, as we put our faith in Jesus, we want to take on his yoke. We want to learn his way of life. Because remember, the goal is not simply coming as we are to connect with Jesus, it's also becoming more like him. Here's the deal. I mean, none of us can do this on our own. We can't do it independently. We can't do it in isolation. We need each other to grow as the people of God. We need each other if we're gonna become more like Jesus and grow together. So how do we do that here? I mean, how does that happen in the context of Rock Hills? Well, there are a couple of key priorities that we have to know where Jesus really sets the, the direction for us. And here's what he said in Matthew 22. He said, Everybody wants to follow me. They need to love the Lord their God with all their heart and with all their soul and with all their mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. He went on to say that all of the commandments, all of the scriptures are basically defined or summarized by these two things. And so as we think about, okay, how do we follow God together? This sets the very foundation for it, to live this out in community, loving God and loving people as ourselves. This is kind of the, the directive, and from it, we try to align all that we do, from the groups uh, that are formed to the ministries that we do, to make sure that we're helping our community to love God and to love other people. Okay, um, How do we do that? Well, the first thing is we have to decide that um, we're going to be a part of the community. We're going to allow God to work in our lives as we kind of take steps in this community. We don't want to hide from that kind of responsibility. So what does that look like? Well, that's why we gather every week on Sunday morning. One of the ways that you love God is coming to a worship service and just being open to connecting with God. Every Sunday, uh, hopefully, as we do our work in preparation, um, you come away inspired as you worship, as you sing, as you listen to the message, as you think about how it might apply to your life. This is a way that we open ourselves to loving God and hearing from God and allowing Him to set some direction for us. We also love God as we read and, and study the scriptures. Um, now that's not an easy thing to do, right? because some of the scriptures as we read them feel very foreign to us. Some areas of scripture we don't know what's going on, and that's why we need the help of each other as we study together as we learn okay how you know I understand that these words were spoken to the people of Israel long ago. I understand what Jesus was trying to say to the people then, what is he saying? to us. What is he saying to me today? Well, we love God together that way. Um, One of the ways we do this is in groups. We have a number of groups that meet on a regular basis, and we would love for you to join one of those groups. If you'd like information about any of our groups, you can go back to the Connecting Center after service. And if you would just write, uh, write your information on a card, we will follow up with you. We would love for you to get connected to one of our groups. But what's the purpose of our groups? To help each other to love God and to learn to love each other. And I have a a Monday night group, um, and we meet uh, pretty much every week. And it's a group of guys. And one of the things the guys like about this is you can come with your stink on. Now, let me explain what that means. It's after work. Some guys go and work out and then come right to group. So it doesn't matter how you smell, we're going to receive you. You can come as you are. But what's important about that group is we open up our lives to each other. We read uh, just a chapter of of Scripture every week. Right now, we're reading in Matthew, and we talk about it, and we ask questions, and we we try to dig into some of the background and understand what is God saying, and what does it mean for us, and how can I apply it? And then we pray for each other. It's pretty simple. Um, We all need that. We need help as we learn to love God and kind of orient or align our lives in a way that we can learn from him and receive from him. Okay, how do we love others? So we're loving God and kind of transitions into these groups where we love others, but how do we love others? Well, we make time for people. That's one of the hardest things that we experience in our life because our schedules are full and busy and we have all these different things going on, whether it's kids or work or activities. The question for us, if we're going to love somebody else, if we're going to love our neighbor, we've got to create some time for that, to be with people. And when we're with people, then we have a, you know, an opportunity to pray for them, to help them out. I mean, if you know what's going on in somebody's life, you might be able to help them out. If you know, they need some help at their house, they've got a project, there's you know, something that they need done, you might be able to help them. And we also share finances to help other people, don't we? I mean, if you're in somebody's life and you know they have a financial need, oftentimes you're willing to meet it. It's just a part of how we love other people. And so it's loving God, loving others, and I want to add a couple other things that flow out of loving God and loving others. Serving the world and sharing our faith. So think about that for a moment. Loving God, loving others, serving the world, and sharing our faith. So the question is, how do we serve others? I mean, how do we go about that? Well, one of the first things that I want to just talk briefly about is one of the reasons we give financially. So part of serving is contributing our finances. Um, That helps support the efforts of Rock Hills as we do our best to serve the city of San Antonio and serve the world. And if you're new here, we we have no expectation in terms of your giving, but if you are a part of the Rock Hills community, if you would call this your church home, we're inviting you to partner with us to support the ministry of Rock Hills financially because your giving is what fuels our efforts to be a church like that, a church that's active in San Antonio and making a difference in the world. So let's talk a, couple, a little more about serving, a couple things. Well, an easy way to serve is on Sunday morning. We are a mobile church, as you can see. We meet in a school. And so every Sunday, we set everything up. We pull it off the trailer. We set it up. We take it down, put it back on the trailer. Um, we would love for you to help. We have some incredibly uh, you know, great, committed people. And it's actually a lot of fun. I mean, there's a lot of work that we, we do to put things together. But it is fun. We get to know each other And most importantly, I think everybody that's been on Setup for a little while knows this. What we do here on Sundays as we prepare for this time of worship and prepare for this service, it makes it possible for us to encourage people and reach people in San Antonio every week. What you do in Setup is a part of our role and our purpose as a church to share the grace of God with people. And to help people to understand how they can have a life of faith as they follow Christ. So it's a big deal. Um, There's all kinds of things that go on on Sunday morning I just set up. We've got hospitality in the back. And we've got our connecting center there. We've got our children's ministries, base camp behind us in the gyms. Um, And there, uh, there are just a number of places that you can volunteer. We've got tech teams in the back that make sure everything runs smooth with audio and visual we would love for you to participate with that. Now, one of the questions that we often get is, well, is it Rock Hill's goal to be mobile forever, to meet in a school? And um, I'm not gonna go into it significantly, but no, at some point, we would like to have a place to call home. But it's, you know, so, okay, so why don't we have a place to call home? Well, property's very expensive in San Antonio, and so are many of the, the rent and lease agreements. So our relationship with the school is very positive And it helps us to focus on the main thing, which is building a great community that loves God. Where we can support each other and serve each other. And keep in mind, at some point, there will be that place. All right, some more on serving. How do we serve in San Antonio? Well, um, last year, we kind of moved to a quarterly format where we had serving Opportunities and events. This year we're moving, um, it won't be every month, but let's just say nine or ten times a year, there are going to be opportunities for you to serve with the Rock Hills community and we'll be serving people oftentimes right where they are. This month we're focused on the food bank and so you can actually bring food items. You can get that information in the back at the Connecting Center, it may be on the the little pamphlet that is on your seats, Um, but you can join us in putting Uh, needed food together for kids here in San Antonio through the food bank. Um, We've worked with a number of organizations downtown. We've worked with schools. We've done stuff with, you know, Heber, where we meet, and other schools. We work with SA Heels downtown. We work with Among the Broken. And we're committed to loving and serving people right where they are, to meeting some of the toughest needs right here in San Antonio. And we can't do it all. We can only play a part. But you get to participate in that as you serve with us. Now, we also support missions. So not just locally what happens here in San Antonio, but internationally we support some missions as well. And I just want to highlight uh, three of them. Uh, we have Malachi and Emily Werps. They live up in Arkansas. Oh, no, that's, uh, that's the next one. That's uh, Arbin in, there we go. So that is Malachi and Emily. They were actually a part of Rock Hills early on and they've moved to Arkansas where they support and equip missionaries around the world. So they do some really cool stuff in providing necessary resources for missionaries in various places. We also support Arbin and Bimala, uh, the pockerels. They are in Nepal. And I met, I met uh, Arbin about a year ago. He was here as he was you know, gathering support and we said, oh, we would love to be a part of this. Um, they work in Nepal and they're starting churches all throughout the mountains um, in very remote type villages. And so he's, he's training young pastors and um, they do a lot of work throughout the mountains. And there, uh, a year ago when he was here, it was before the earthquakes that hit in April and May. And so they've had significant work because, I mean, there's just absolute devastation all over the place in Nepal. And we get to support them financially and also we get to pray for them. And I'll make sure that we put uh, these pictures and some information up on the city this week. Go to rockhills.com, and you can click on the city header, and then you can pull up the information. We also support Impact. And many of us are familiar with uh, Impact. Mark Smith is a part of Rock Hills, and he takes groups of people to Honduras uh, multiple times each year. And we actually raise financial support for one of the water systems that goes in. And we'll be sending men in July to go to a remote village and to work along with these men so that they can have clean, fresh water right in their village and actually hooked up to each home. Now, this is life-changing for them, to have clean water. But more importantly, it's an opportunity for the gospel of Jesus to get planted in each of these villages, for the men and women to see that you know, we don't come in just because we want to help them. We come in because we believe God has sent us to share his message of love through clean water and the message of Jesus, which takes root and, and becomes a part of that community. So, why do we do that? Well, Jesus said not only that we're to love God and to love others, he said this in Matthew 28. After the resurrection, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely, I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Now, this is important for us, too, because as we think about sharing God's love, it's not just out there internationally, it's not just with missions. God puts that on each of our hearts as we have faith as well. We have a responsibility to share our faith with others. So, how does that happen? Well, it doesn't take any extraordinary means, right? It happens in our relationships. And this is what I want you to think about as we finish up this morning it happens in our relationships at work, at school at football, soccer, tennis, the associations we have in our neighborhood. And um, I think if uh, we were to take a poll, many of you would say that someone invited me to Rock Hills or to be a part of this community through one of these areas. Um, What are some suggestions on what we can do? Um, You can throw some meat on the grill. You can barbecue. You can make salads if you're a vegetarian. Um, you can invite people into your home. Hey, by the way, Super Bowl Sunday, it's a great opportunity to invite some neighbors in, just to watch the game and get to know them. And through that process, as we build a relationship, we share the life and the faith that we have in Christ. Because remember, our mission is for people to come as they are and then become like Jesus is, to become more like Jesus. And that's why we exist. And I want to invite you to just look around you in your life. And you may still have questions. You may be struggling through uh, you know, stuff with faith. But who is in your life that you can invite into this community where they can begin to experience God's love Begin to experience what it means to love other people around them and join us in this lifestyle that we're pursuing together. And imagine this. Imagine this. If each one of us, if we had one or two or three friends or people that we, we know just a little bit, what if through our relationship we could all bring some people into this community so they could experience God's love in a new way? God's grace and friendship and what it means to support other people and to be supported, to serve, and ultimately to share our faith with others. What if? Please pray with me. Lord, thank you for this morning, for an opportunity to come together. Um, God, your grace is so encouraging because we don't have to get it right to be in relationship with you. Jesus got it right, and we're called to come and to follow to take on his life and his teaching and his grace and his goodness and his love and share it with others. Help us to experience that this morning. Help us to know what that means for our life and how we can take a step into it. And we pray all this in Christ, amen.